0: You are now listening to Pull Hook Golf, an unfiltered golf podcast taking you inside the ropes with unfiltered stories, insights, analysis, and exclusive interviews. Welcome back, everybody, to Pull Hook Golf, the podcast. I'm your host, Matt Cook. This is the co host, Mr. Bobby Brown, PGA Tour caddy for SH Kim, which you're going to be hearing a lot about not only in this episode, But in the months and years to come, my goodness gracious, what an absolute stud out there. We're going to be talking about that, but let's go through a little bit of a rundown here for what we're going to talk about sure. on tonight's show. Obviously we've got the title rising stars to watch because we're going to be catching up with Mr. Bobby Brown talking about S H Kim. We're also going to be talking about another rising star, but we'll recap the Fortinet championship as we do so. And then we've got a, uh, somebody coming back to the tour, Mr. Grayson. Murray that uh, yeah. you know very well Mr. Bobby Brown and yeah. uh, he is on his way back after winning the latest Corn ferry Tour so we'll be talking a bit about that and then guess what it has been a month and a week and guess what we have back
1: live golf is finally back Matt. yeah man, live golf not, Chicago so happy
0: <laughs> I mean I'm very happy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what, what can I say I mean it's an exciting time
1: job. Where'd it go for a while? It just snuck up and showed up.
0: Oh, we're going to be talking about that because I've got a little bit of a rant to talk about there, but before we do dive in to our show today, we do have a little bit from our sponsor, Swanee's Golf, which... Bobby and I, we are rocking the yeah. gear today. Like Thank thing. you, Swannies, for sending out some gear. This shirt, too, I call it my Aaron Rodgers ayahuasca shirt. If you can see it, it's got, like, snakes. It's got mushrooms with eyeballs on it. They call it the Dante, but I'm pretty sure that they need to switch that to the Aaron Rodgers. Get okay. yourself some ayahuasca, wear this golf shirt, and have yourself a ball. Uh, but without further ado, swannies.co, We've got the promo code, so make sure, folks, you are taking advantage of this. It is PoleHookGolf25 for the promo code, which gets you 25% off your entire order at swannies.co. So go there today. Get yourself some gear. Again, this is called the Dante. Uh, I know... Bobby, you got the Swan Delta going on there. Uh, gosh, I forgot what this hat is called, but I like this no, one. The, the, yeah, this I one's know.
1: solid, yeah, too. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's definitely up to that's definitely modern. Anything with the rope in it is probably the newer ones, I would imagine. I don't know what it's called either, but I just love the way they fit, and I love the way they look. I rocked it all day today, to tell you the truth.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Bobby, let's catch up a little bit, sure. buddy, because it's been a couple of weeks. It's been a couple of weeks. Uh, You've
1: been bringing in all these VIPs.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, I I was under the weather. I, I know you were under the weather yeah, as well. Oh, we I both was. got a, a yeah. little bit of the vid um, yeah. of what's going around or whatever the hell it is uh, because it put me down for a couple of days. But, Bobby, you were yeah. out there with yeah. S.H. Past Kim eight. this past week we're, at the Fortinet we're, Championship we're out we're. there in Napa. Woo, buddy. You got yourself
1: a bag. I got, horse. I got a horsey that can go. I got a horse that can go go fast. Like I was telling you, it's funny he showed up, you know, he got a little tune up in, over in Korea. He went home, he was off for five weeks, and he had a tune up in um I think if you see his hat, if you, you probably saw his hat on TV, it's Shin it's Shinhan. I don't know if it's a bank or whatever mm. it is, but it's his primary sponsor. They have a KPGA event. So obviously he was obligated to um, playing that he didn't, he didn't make the cut. He, I asked him how he played. He's like, oh, I play like shit. And I'm like, did you practice or anything? He's like, I don't really practice that much. You know, he's getting married, um, to Sohi. And, um, that's December 2nd. So they were busy doing, they're busy doing that stuff. He had his dad, he, he said it was a cool week. He had His dad on the bag, his dad had caddy form before he, yes, he was bummed. He didn't make the cut, but I was, I was really, you know, I was really worried about the whole jet lag thing or or something like that coming back over and i asked him about it when i saw him immediately he said he was fine he's been through it so many times it really doesn't affect him much so um man i'll tell you he showed up on well i'll tell you i'll back up i got there i got there early because i, I was coming to having a little coming to Jesus, motivational thing. And I just, you know, I I got there Saturday and I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out Sunday and Monday before he gets there. And I'm going to roll balls to every whole location because he leans on me. He's been leaning on me uh, a lot. And it's funny. I used to do that early. I used to do that early in, in my career, but you know, I don't know why I stopped doing it other than i have been working for really, really good players that that had been on tour for a long, long time and knew the whole locations and knew the tendencies. And if they happened to ask me something, I was, you know, I knew, I knew pretty much what they knew just not to their level, but I guess it was what kind of a Tom Brady thing where I'm like, I'm just going to fucking outwork everybody. And if, if he calls me in one time and he makes the pot and I have information because we started doing this in Minnesota when he was showing, you know, when he had a pretty good week and finished 27th, he, we made a deal that I was going to set pins for Thursdays and Fridays and we were going to hit pots during our practice round. And I was just going to stand behind him and document every single one. And I just took it to another level. And like I said, he only has to make one pot. And you know, he asked me, he asked me like four times and he made all four of them and it was all information on holes that I had. So that felt really good, but that's, that's neither here nor there. He showed up Monday and he had a sparkle in his eye He didn't have any bags under his eyes, which I had seen for for eight weeks. I was complaining about how tired he was and he needed some time off. And he just looked fresh. And I'll tell you what. More importantly, he he came. I can I can simply put it this. He came with a structured practice plan, which is the first time that I've seen out of him. And I am talking mostly on the greens. There is apparently some. Korean guru that he's putting guru. His I wouldn't know what his full name is. I know his last name's Choi, but I think on his Instagram he's House of Choi, if you ever get to check him out. And he he printed this little book. I um, I wouldn't know how to explain it, the drills that he, he was doing. I've seen Cam McCormick do them sometimes. He wouldn't really concentrate on making putts in the hole, but he would have like a rubber disc out there. And they were more speed drills from certain distances, right? And every time he rolled one perfectly two feet by, he would switch the cup to that foot, and he would keep going for about an hour. And he really spent a lot of time working on aim point and stuff like that. And, you know, it's funny. I was I, I was watching him go through all this, and I'm like, oh, my God this guy has got a plan because it's always been in the past with not him, but other Korean players that I've worked for where you have to sit there and you have to watch every single putt and you have to give them feedback and information. And basically they're just asking you, how's the stroke look? How's the stroke look? That's pretty much it. How's the stroke look? Did it start online? It can get very repetitious after a while. And I guess the reason why I'm bringing this up is because all the, you know, when I was counting for Dustin and, and you you know, when Tiger was in his heyday and that kind of stuff, or even Phil for for that matter, you never really saw any of their caddies on the putting green with them. You know, it was their time to get some feel and figure some things out and kind of get into their own little zone. And I was having flashbacks of that. And I was just like, I'm just gonna leave him alone. If he if he calls me over, he calls me over. And, you know, he was just very, very dedicated to this. He put it we put in a super long day on Monday. We played. Um, uh, excuse me, Tuesday, Tuesday, um, we put, we played 18 holes. i uh, man, I will say this. I got to the golf course at five 45 in the morning and I don't think I left until six 50 650 or six 55, something like that. You're talking about a 12, wow. a solid 12 or a 13 hour day. And then Wednesday we were alternate for the pro am and we did not get in. And it was the same thing. We just, he practiced for like eight or nine hours and you know, he looked great on the range. He looked just okay you know, during the practice round, you really can't tell anything much on the practice round. I will tell you Thursday when we warmed up, he did not warm up. He didn't warm up very good, which never is alarming to me. You know, sometimes when I've had guys, you've heard me say in the past, sometimes when you watch a guy stripe it on the range, you're like, oh, shit. You know, <laughs> were you going to have a great day or not? Not a really great day because sometimes they don't take that to the to the golf course with them, if that makes any sense you know for sure does yeah for sure and you know it was just it was just a great week we got off to a good start on thursday we made seven birdies we didn't make any bogeys um he looked absolutely flawless we had a great we had a great pairing with pat and kazire and he had a new caddy on the bag um do you know who dynamite is we call him dynam Hmm. we call him dynamite he does a little gambling thing he's a caddy thing he does a little dynamite like he he's kind of a tout and you, you know what games he likes he's kind of a sports expert i can't figure out if he's a, his name's dean emerson i can't figure out if, he, if he's a bookie or not he hasn't been around for a long time four or five four or five years he's good friends with grace and mario we'll talk about later in the show but it was just a super comfortable pair and we also played with hankley Biota, the lefty who is just another great guy to to get paired with and my guy put on a clinic i mean you know he didn't he didn't make a boat he made seven birdies gosh he had he had two putts inside 10 feet for bird you know for birdie and add a couple eagle looks and you were never going to sit back and go oh my god that could have been 59 or 60 but now that i think about it a couple days later i'm like wow that could have that could have been really really a good one but it was just what impressed you the most about his game though man i think i mean overall in general for the four days for the four days well i i would think it's you know, I would I well, I would be a fool to say it's not the putting because that's what it definitely impressed me the most. And I'll tell you why it impressed me the most. Uh, yeah, we ended up getting beat two shots, but Sayith was in pretty much complete control all of all of Sunday. It was it was either a three or a four shot lead, pretty much what it seemed like to me. You know, there's not a ton of leaderboards out there, but there was enough that I knew what was going on. Um, but he made, you know, he probably had. I'm going to say, Matt. He probably had four putts between eight and fifteen feet to save par, and he buried all of those. And those are the most those are the most important putts. Um, but I would say the putting was definitely the thing that impressed me the most. God, it all impressed me. The ball striking, the short game, the bunker game. Um, he he struggled a little bit with uphill putts. I I can tell you that he left quite a few short in the jaws, but he made a bunch of. He made that's what challenge.
0: the broadcasters were saying through, well, throughout the I round. Need, yeah, I, I, so in I, the second I, round, they were talking about how that's what it was. He, he didn't make round. a pot over twelve feet in that yeah. second round. He still shot four under. Yeah, and he left everything short.
1: Yeah, yeah, he he did well. I'll tell you why I think he left everything short because on Thursday on number five, which is a, it, it's a pretty gettable par five i will tell you this we were we were all a bunch of us were talking they really brought those fairways in this year like there were some fairways that were you know like that par five i'm going to talk about number five at about 310 yards it's it was 12 yards across literally 12 yards across that's not even the u.s open with out of bounce right and and out of bounce left you know i so, saw he
0: split one of them that was did only it he didn't <laughs> he actually
1: hit that fairway he hit that fairway Two days missed it. The thir- missed it the third day. I think had to lay up and then barely drove it in the rough on Sunday. But we were able to get we were able to get something out of there. You know, there's some trees in the way. And you have to you, even if you drive in the middle, you have to curve it. You have to curve it on that hole. But I lost track. What what, what did you was it? I was asking what was the most
0: impressive yep. aspect yep. of his game throughout the yep. week.
1: Well, the it was everything. But I I think now that I think about it, I think his ability to deal with the pressure his mental strength which is no surprise out of a Korean because they're pretty much in their own zones out there anyways because they don't really they can't really talk to anybody they don't have much to talk about there's a little chat, but man he he just he just did everything really really good i will say this the the one thing i thought that we could it's crazy you finish second and you get beat two shots but and you walk away going okay what could we have gotten better at and like i said he missed some short birdie putts but he also made some clinching par pots that came the round going so that breaks even right you expect that's good that's gonna that's gonna happen sometimes you'd rather make the par pots honestly to tell you the truth and um um man i'll just tell you that he was so impressive to me and that i got to see the real sh kim that i i've saw bits and pieces of and i saw a nice streak of it at at minnesota you know but this one was like we played a practice round with Jeff, Jeff Ogilvy and Cam Davis. You know, Jeff Ogilvy has a lot of power with the Presidents Cup. He's he's going to be a captain. You know, he's always going to be an assistant captain. Cam Davis played in his first one last year, and I, you know, we've been raving about him on this show even way before he won. When I saw him play up close in Detroit, and you know, and I told Jeff when we were walking down a couple fairways, he goes, "Okay, what's the story with this guy?" I have a little relationship with Jeff in the in the Koreans, and I'm like, man, I really think. I really think that this guy is going to be on one of your president's Cup's team. It's, and then after we played 18 holes, Jeff's like, man, if you were going to teach a kid how to swing a golf club, that's you, you would use S H Kim as an example or something like that, because it almost looks, it almost looks flawless. Oh, I was going to tell you that, you know, one thing that, that we were a little disappointed in was he, we usually care, carry a two iron or a three iron depending on the course. But, and there's a, a three, two iron tee shots out there on that. Golf course, and we in the practice round, I wanted to admit two iron. He goes, Hey, can I tell you something? He goes, This new five wood, he's got a, a tailor, t- he's a Titleist guy, but it's not, it's like an 11 club deal, right? So he has a stealth three wood and a, a stealth five wood that he carries. And he goes, I have a lot more confidence in the five wood than I did the two iron. And that place gets up mm. pretty windy in the afternoon, and I'm not personally a, a huge. I, I like seeing the low running two iron. You know, it can't really get it. It might overcurve one way or the other, but it, when it hit, it's hitting the ground fast and it can't get messed up by the wind. But when he said that to me, we were standing on, on four T, which is a very short par four, but it's a very difficult par four with a very tight driving area. And he kind of hit a five-wood down the middle. And I'm like, okay, I'm sold. We're going to use this three times during the and possibly on, a, on par five or two also. But we probably hit that we probably hit that club off the of tees twelve times, and I'm going to tell you probably only five of them found the fairway, and the other uh, the other seven or whatever were kind of a little high spinny. I don't want to say weak, but a little right miss, which is great because I'd rather have that than a, a quick left mess, But it was something that I thought could get better, and I don't know if it was the way he was swinging on it, if he was trying to hit little cuts, I wasn't giving him enough himself enough space. Um, aiming down the left side, but that was something I was actually going to run by um Todd Chu, who is um one of the tailor made reps, to take a look at it to see if he had any ideas on tweaking it or anything like that. But you know, it was just man, I just had a feeling after the first day, I'm like, you know, is he going to keep this going? And, and honestly, it, I knew he was playing so good, I knew he was going to keep it going. Did I think we were going to really have a chance to win? You can't, you never really know, right? Anything could happen, at it's golf, anything could happen at any time but he didn't get off to the greatest of starts on on friday and he still shot what did we shoot three under or four under i thought we shot three under on friday 69 do you have the scorecard in front of you i think it was 69 i don't let me pull it up yeah i think it was or maybe it was saturday was 69 how about that it was only it's only three or four days ago and i can't Sunday even remember
0: was 68
1: day two okay, so was si-
0: all right so day two i was we were both wrong day two friday was 67 500
1: oh okay excuse me i got saturday mixed up mm-hmm. god how yep. did i miss that saturday out? was three under was 69 yeah so 12 under and we're in the second to last group and we're paired with saith the gala and for any of you listeners that were watching on tv you know that he had tons of friends and family out there and they were obnoxious honestly to to tell you the truth and i'm gonna i know you're gonna ask me what i think about saeed the gallon i love him as a person and i love him as a golfer and you're gonna ask me what his future is but i'm gonna tell you what he's got a lot of growing up to do on the golf course still Mm. i won't get into too too much of that until we we do have a little segment on him coming up don't we We do yeah yeah you can wait on that one a little bit more of that but we i'm not done with sh yet what's that i'm not done with sh yet i I know i know I yeah. do need to know though, so yeah. new new putter in the bag. new putter, Odyssey two ball, red shaft. um is this gonna he, stay? Well, fuck, yeah, it's gonna stay. I mean he <laughs> never there was there was three other rest granted, there was three other putters in the locker, room, but it's funny when I went in and got the clubs when I first saw him I, I'd been to the golf course and he was staying on campus at the resort there and he had already you know organized his locker and for the first time he only had that putter in his in his golf bag, and usually I'm out there with two or three putters early in the week and he's trying to figure it out. So I figured, you know, I didn't know about the house and Choi, the putting guy or anything like that until I saw him really get to work on Tuesday. So yeah, that thing's not going anywhere. My guy's got, you know, my guy is, is I think my guy thinks he, I think this reaffirms that he belongs, so to speak. You, you know what I mean? That he got late in the year and he, yeah, he had a great rookie year at 83 and any other year he would have been In the playoff, easily in the playoffs, easily kept his card. And honestly, if he gets in the first playoff event and you make the cut at Memphis at number eighty-three, there's a high percentage chance you're going to the second playoff event as a rookie too. So it was just, it was just bad luck for him there. But I think this is just that thing where he's just like, you know, I just went head and head with Sagita. The gala, who got you know, and and my guy really didn't play that. He didn't play his best day. It wasn't on Saturday. He made his first bogey on Saturday, but he handled it quite well. But he hit a couple bad shots. But I can't tell you, you know, I can't tell you what that must have done to his confidence. That I didn't, you know, he was he wasn't nervous. I didn't sense any nerves. He didn't say anything about being nervous. And then, you know, and I think that set him up for the the JT. Pairing on Sunday because that's the big pairing, right? It's just for sure. That's just like you know. That's Justin Thomas is not a generational talent. I mean, he's he's one, you know, he's one of the best golfers in the world. Granted, he is struggling right now, and I could I could tell even by Sunday he's he was he's still struggling a little bit with something, mostly tee shots. It seems to me, but my guy didn't really bat an eye at that pairing and he fought his way through it. And granted, everybody, like I said, once again, nobody was rooting for us. Everybody was rooting for them. And and in some respects that takes the pressure off of you because you don't have you don't have anything to lose. But I will say this. After Saturday's round uh, when I got back to the hotel room, I knew we were going to be close. I knew he was going to have a chance to win. I knew that if he came out and maybe made a birdie early or just made a few nice pars and got into the flow of the round that, that he was just swinging it so good. And the par fives there are so gettable and if you make a bunch of pars early in at that golf course you don't panic because there's th- there's three par fives in you know a 10 hole stretch that are they're all hittable if you hit the fairway but the way he handled himself you know he looked better than Justin Thomas honestly his swing looks better than Justin Thomas and and J- and JT is still struggling is still struggling with something he you know he had a couple tee shots that were all over the map you can tell he's a little bit on tilt um with the temper and that kind of stuff but he was very respectful and i will tell you i will tell you this he on on the last hole i heard justin thomas you know walk up to my guy to shake his hand and whisper in his ear and i heard exactly what he said he goes man you're going to be out here for a long time i'm really impressed with the game you have and i'm super happy that you had a nice week as a rookie and that kind of stuff it wasn't that long ago that i was there and keep doing what you're doing and and the whole world's going to hear more from you and coming from a guy like jt who will go out there with not a little gamesmanship but with a little attitude because he's earned it, I guess, you know, you know so to speak, like you're not going to beat me. And, and it just had to be a huge, huge confidence builder for that, for, for him. And it's, and you know, from, for me as a caddy, I'll be honest with you. It's, you know, this, this year has been very awkward and I had, ne- I hadn't not once in a year been in that position that I was in, but and and I, in the past personally, when my guys in, in contention, I can't wait for one hole to be over because because honestly, Matt, my heart's beating a little bit faster and you want to get, it will get away from the people and you want to get out in the middle of the fairway and you're kind of holding your breath on the first tee shot and that kind of stuff. And, and that never, for some reason I was as calm that I can remember as I've ever been, um, in contention. And, and I think that was just the fact that I knew he was playing so well and whether he was going to have a good day or a bad day was not going to deter from it being, uh, a successful week. And honestly, if you look at his last three tournaments and I'm going to include, you know, Minnesota in there, that's two out of three tournaments that he's technically been in contention. So that, that shows me something that there's, that there's some kind of a trend brewing there, even with a, with a five week break. But, you know, we I, we, I was, he doesn't really scoreboard watch. I was scoreboard watching. Um, we, we got off to that Sunday start where we just kind of made a few pars and we made, you know, he made a, few, a nice, I think what it was it 12 straight pars. Is that what it was? No, it wasn't that many because we birdied. Uh, you guys yeah, were four we
0: under at the uh, on the back nine after.
1: What, was it 12 straight say, I'm let, trying let, to let, think when we made our first one.
0: Round four. Oh, so no. front front nine was even par. Then you made your first birdie on 10. Now a quick word from our sponsor. Swannies is here with a fresh take. Performance-based materials are a given these days. But if you're looking for the stretchiest and most lightweight pieces that deliver a look that says, I'm here for a good time, take a walk on the Swanee side. With fabric sourced from recycled plastics and designs sourced from our very own weekend warriors, Swannies is looking out for both our planet and those that need a little style to boost their drive another 15 yards. Premium looks from top to bottom at swannies.co. And then okay. your next birdie didn't come until fi- – I mean, he went 15, 16, 15, and 18 yeah. with birdies. 15,
1: 15 16 – yeah, 15, 16, and 18. And that's and that's that's that part of the course I'm telling you where there's a couple of par fives where you, can, where you can really get him. And he had some phenomenal shots. You know, he just hit some phenomenal shots. And it was just a pleasure to be standing next to the guy that was so focused. Um, I was telling uh, – you know, I was out there rolling balls and everything like that. And he, he called me in like – he called me in like four times and he made and i had information on the pot and there's some tricky pots out there uh, there's you know it's in the canyon so you have you know the to- whole topography thing of, of pots coming off the mountain and then you have to you kind of after years you figure out where the bay is because you're not really that far from the bay to tell you the truth and that's kind of like a sneaky little sneaky little pole out there but i felt like i helped it is what i did you know what i mean i felt like i helped he didn't need much coaching as far as uh, club selection goes on approaches maybe maybe a handful five or six times um, obviously we had a big discussion i think it was on saturday on 17 you know they did you notice they rerouted the golf course right so 16 used to be the old number 10 17 the par 3 over the water now used to be the old number 11 and they just yep. want and 15 the par 5 used to be 9 at par 5 so they rerouted it to make more room for the people and make it a little bit more exciting on the finish with, I guess that par three over the water late. But Saturday, you know, we had a front, we had a front pin there that was um, four on and um, we had just, you know, we had just made a couple birdies after being even par for a a long time. And, you know, we had a big discussion between a nine and an eight iron and, and we decided to hit nine iron and, you know, he stopped it. And, and made the putt. The gal made the putt in front of us and we stuffed it, and made the putt. But you know, moving to Sunday, we didn't do anything early and Thigala jumped, I think he made two birdies in the first four holes. He jumped out to a quick four shot lead. But if you would have told me who the guy to beat was um after watching Saed play on Saturday, I would have I honestly thought that Saed was was going to be the guy to beat. I mean be, the reason why I say that JT is JT, but he has been struggling. But I had read something on Saturday night on his presser where he said, Man, I shot seven under out there and I really didn't play that good which I was like well that's maybe he's not playing that good and he just made and he just made everything and at that point I didn't know if no my guy was going to be intimidated by by Justin or not but I would have said that Saeed was the guy the guy that was going to be the guy to win to tell you the truth from from what I could tell but you know like I said we were never in danger we were never tied for the leader one back or two back or had a chance to put the squeeze on him or anything like that and you know we got hot late and and when we birdied 15 and 16, I think we were we were still four off the lead, or maybe three off the lead. Saith hadn't played 16 yet. I think he birdied it actually. And then 17 was kind of a tough pin, and we had about 20 to 25 feet. But you know, it's one of those Napa six, seven foot breaking 25 footers. Which there's a ton of out there. I don't know if you could tell. Did you watch a lot on TV? Did you get I to see it? I,
0: I I watched all four rounds, yeah. but uh, okay. you know yeah. you can there's see tough, some of it, some but it's always tough to see. It is how everything undulating looks, greens are on yeah. TV.
1: Everything everything looks flat on TV. So we didn't birdie 17. Mm-hmm. We got to to 18. They kind of drove it in the in the in the left rough on 18, and JT did too. But the left there were some spots where the rough was really bad out there, and there's some spots where the rough was you know very very playable, and we happened to catch one of those lies. And, you know, I think at that point we were down three and you don't think about winning. It's funny. We had 241 meters front or whatever, which is, you know, 260 and 260 something and 282 hole. And there's a little tree in the way. And I'm like, you know, if you can just draw this three wood a little bit, if we can get it back, you know, it's a back pin, but it's actually one that you want to hit back over the back of the green because of the way the green runs to the back. You can bounce one off the grandstand and, and come close to the caller or whatever. And, you know, we were, we were too clear. I uh, Believe me, I knew what we were clear the last hour and a half between second and third place because that was my biggest concern. I couldn't do anything about what, you know, we couldn't do anything about Sa- what Saeed was doing out there. But we could sure as shit try and do something to make sure that we were going to finish second. So How do you like, hold up under the pressure? How what? How do you hold up under the pressure? I it was the most comfortable I've ever been in my life. It was nice. it was just the craziest thing. He had me so relaxed out there. I was just so I was just so confident. You know, I always the most pressure I ever feel is on the first tee shot. you, you know because he on that hole in number one the first day he hit driver and he striped it down the middle the second third and fourth day when we got there the second day he goes he goes can i hit three wood? that's how he says it can i hit three wood? And i'm like yeah you can hit three wood and he hit three wood out there like 330 340 yards he hit it by leviota's and patton's driver so i i was oh i've worked for players before brendan Steele comes to mind dustin comes to mind that hate hitting the first tee shot with a three wood and i could never figure out why you know, and now I'm just thinking to myself, well, I know why they want to hit a driver. The face on it is like that big. And a three was like this, and you don't. those good players don't sky drivers, but they accidentally might sky <laughs> a three. So I was probably more, the most nervous I was, was would be Saturday and Sunday's tee shot in front of all the people with the three. And he just hit these tomahawk draws that just went forever. And, and, you know, and, and it really put me at ease, but I didn't. I never really felt any pressure. I mean, I'm sure if we were jockeying back and forth for the lead, maybe something like that would have been creeped in. But, but you know, I never needed to calm him down. And and I've raved about his good attitude, you know, in the past. But when we're standing over that, that one of the rough on 18, I'm like, hey, can you draw? And he's like, it's going to be hard for me to draw it. It's easier for me to cut it out of the rough. But, you know, but the no spin factor in drawing it. And he goes... And he, I think he looked back at the leaderboard and thought he was too. He wasn't going to win, you know. And he goes on, and let's just, you know, we just lay up, you know. And I don't, you don't know bit the, the cameras were all over us, obviously, for two days. You know, they're they're right there and they go through boomite. And I didn't even think twice with the boom out right there. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking lay up, you know. I think if you can if you can knock this thing on and you knock down an eagle putt. I don't care if he's got a three or four shot lead or not fucking weird shit happens, you know? And I told him that he goes, why no layup? And I go, I think you can knock this on. And what if he hits it under the lip of the bunker on 18 and he's got it and he leaves it in the bunker. And he, my guy was just so relaxed and he hit the sick three with like 30 feet pin high for Eagle. And he left it short in the jaws, which he struggled on those uphill putts all week. But you know, it's funny. I got back into the, we got, I, we were just so excited to finish second. You know, I got back to the locker room and, and, you know, I was I like looked at the scoreboard on the TV in the locker room attendant's office and I'm like, oh, my God, he, he bogeyed the last. And I go, he bogeyed the last. And they're like, yeah, he had a bad rough, a bad line in the rough. And I guess he ended up making like a six footer or an eight footer for bogey. But it just it's just like what every decision you made turned out to be the right decision. Hey, You know what else I noticed? every bounce when we thought a ball was like over the green or something like that, or, or left of the green or something, you would walk up there and you'd be like, is that our ball? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean by that? They just, everything, every bounce was absolutely, was absolutely perfect. And we just got, we got a lot of luck with a lot of, a lot of good playing. And, you know, we just, he just, this guy, this guy just moved from 83 to 57 like that, you know, so the one through 50, they can't change positions like an Eric Cole who finished, Eric finished third, right? Uh, fifth, fourth, Eric Cole who finished fourth, he's probably going to be rookie, rookie of the year. I did think about that though, too, you know, I, well, I was daydreaming on one team and I'm like, God, if my guy happens to win this thing now, all of a sudden he's in the talk for rookie of the year because none of these rookies have won it's taylor montgomery has been playing so poor he's out of the picture so it's almost like it's automatic it's automatic eric cole but man i could go i i could ramble forever and ever but the fact is is with this new schedule next week next year and only 60 guys making these designated events number 51 through 60 on this fall list is going to be in the first two which is pebble beach and riviera which are two of my home courses had a lot of luck, a lot of experience and had some wins at and that that's just like the ma- that's just like the major goal now the negative thing is he's getting i don't want to say it's negative that he's getting married but he's getting married and a big fiesta in korea on december 2nd so looks like we're only playing the next three we're going to play through japan he's going to shut it down so we need one more one more really good week you know he played good at Jackson last year. He's not the biggest Bermuda fan. He had a chance to win Vegas. Um, he finished fourth um, there last year. So, man, maybe we maybe maybe we can keep it. Maybe we can keep it going, and that would just be that would just be great. And I was just so I was just so, you know, I'm happy for me financially, right? That's like a big deal with the, <laughs> with, with the shitty year. You can do yeah, that makes a million dollars, and Caddy makes eight percent or whatever. You can do the math. And it's funny how it just shows up right before. Something like this. What a blessing that it shows up right. It shows up right before the holidays, which is a big thing. And and this is the first time that we're going into a big down season until January, where uh, other than my little side hustle shoe biz that can get us through and a little bit of savings. I mean, it was it was a huge relief. It was a huge relief off of me. It's funny he rolled in when he tapped in that birdie. He came back to me and I go, "Now you can buy house." He goes, really? "He doesn't <laughs> even know how much he makes, right?" He's like, really. I go, "Yeah." He goes, "How much you think I make?" I go, "I think you make Million, equals goes what, million. I think like five hundred, six hundred thousand. I'm like, no man, this is. <laughs> you had too many T42s in you, brother. <laughs> this is this is the big dough. That's why those purses are so top heavy. So, but it was super exciting. I will tell you that it's funny when I get a guy in the mix who he, you the first person that I get a text from, and I got a boatload of texts because everybody knows it was. It's been a tough year for the kid, but. The one guy, the one old man from Vegas, our favorite instructor, is the first guy to text me Butch Harmon really? every single time, like clock, like like he's, like Butch Harmon still watches golf, and he just says, he just says the nicest, you know, he's a motivator, just the nicest things, and the nicest thing, things about my guy's swing, and it's funny, even, even Justin, after three holes, he's like, oh my God, you got another one, right, because because I worked for Sung Jae and C Wood He goes, Oh my God, you got another one. He goes, this one swings at the best of all of them. Yeah. I go, yeah. He goes, what's the scoop? So I was kind of giving him the scoop on him. And he was like, man, I got beat down my rookie year too. And, and I'm not Korean and I speak English and I could go home and my guy could never go home because he didn't have a home and it just took a toll. And even bones came up to me after like five holes. And he's like, man, he said, there's a chance at this week that he could be the, the best one. Mm-hmm. And obviously they saw him on top of his game. And And, um, you know, I'm going to tell you right now, he's the best one. He could those shots, Bobby, he, he,
0: he he plays golf. He plays real golf shots. I mean, on Friday when he drew that ball around the tree,
1: you know, Oh my God, you noticed finally somebody noticed he is not a star. I didn't even bring that up. I'm so glad you brought that up. That was going to be my topic. He is not a stock hit a straight ball at a flag or a cut at the flag every single time you saw it man i'm so happy you saw it he shapes shots he sees shots and he shapes shots which is which is a blessing because that's how you get at certain pins and he's smart right we we hit we hit some very conservative tee shots like a number three everybody pounds driver up there everybody hits it in the right rough and gets blocked you know, and we just lace a three wood up there in a wedge or a nine iron. And what's funny, I was thinking to myself and I'm like, I don't know how these guys have been on tour like Pat and Kazai, you know, for 10, for 10 years now. And these guys are still forcing driver up there four days. I mean, far be it from me to, I, I'm not criticizing to e- to each his own, you know, but that's a, that's an obvious three wood to me. So anytime, you know, our practice round is mostly, that's what we spend our, our practice round time on. Right. We're big, T shot strategy guys right get in and play what's the smart thing to do what's the smart thing to do you know and he hit it in the rough a couple times and i'll tell you i don't know if you can tell on tv but he is jacked yeah no he's strong absolutely ripped. i saw him take his shirt off a couple times in the locker room and i'm like this dude looks like a bodybuilder you know and that's a huge advantage out of rough at at any golf course because they can they can really muscle something out i think we had only one lie on I don't even know the whole number 13 that that it almost looked like the like the guy who dropped the flag stepped on it you know and I asked the guy I'm like it's okay if you t- if you stepped on the ball you're not you can't get fired as a volunteer nobody's going <laughs> to yell at you but if you did step on it please tell us because we would get relief and he's like no I came close I didn't step on it but it looked like there was a big footprint there I could have been wrong but there was only one he could advance like about 90 meters or 100 meters but he is he's the full package bro it's a hey, short game is money uh, too 30 16 yeah. For 19. yeah 16 for 19 now i will tell you this 16 out of 19 times getting up and down wow that's a, that's a lot but I'll, i'm going to be honest and tell you that like three of you know as it should be three or four of them were making eight or eight or ten footers you know but he's just like i said it before with these koreans bad in their short game it's just when you caddy for them you feel like they're never dead you know you caddy for most guys and you're like uh uh-uh. Let's just make, but you know, let's just get a putt for par. These guys are trying to knock it really, really, really close. And if you ever watch a Korean practice, there's is there's more time spent chipping and putting than there is anything else. Times two, maybe almost uh, almost times three. And so. the craziest thing
0: though is that yeah. his swing uh-huh. is the best part of his game. I feel like, yeah, yeah. like his workability. Yeah, yeah. and it, he, you're right. That is a great point. He has mm-hmm. tremendous balance in his uh, golf swing. Textbook. It really is. What really impressed me was going from hitting a draw onto the green on the par five and then the next hole hitting a low cut down the fairway off the tee. I'm like, what in the hell? I'm like, this Mm -hmm. kid is money. To be able to pull that off on kind of back-to-back swings, because remove, obviously, two putting for a birdie Mm -hmm. on the par five, but then all of a sudden splitting the fairway. Like yeah. three twenty with a yeah.
1: low cut, it's just Brilliant. unbelievable. Confidence, you, you know, you get a world class player like that, and, and and confidence is just a beautiful thing, right? Confidence just just breeds just breeds confidence. And I feel like we need I to would, rename this
0: show to "Sh Kim is here" <laughs> because well, he, I mean, he's, he right. was the no, guy no, that really I, broke I like out.
1: It. You know, he, he, he was the guy he, I think he was the guy that broke out. I think people started to really, you you know, really notice what kind of talent he really has. And I truly, I truly do believe that he is going to be, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, we got a president's cup coming up next year. I I will say this, he's going to be on president's cup teams for sure. He's going to be on president's cup teams because he's, you know, K.H. K- Lee who's kind of a you know vanilla hit it at the flag pretty much a straight ball and that kind of stuff but this guy kid, this kid's got some pizzazz to him too you know he looks the he looks the part right he's got a little pizzazz and a little focus well I'll tell you what we need to do is we need to speed up we're really slow he's really deliberate out there I don't know if you could tell that mm. but on Sunday you know with Justin we fell behind we, we and Tucson's move fast right and we fell behind we fell a hole behind quick, and then Justin hit one out of bounds on five, on that par five, right? And then he whipped one left in the trees, and we don't know what he was doing, but he waited like six minutes for a ruling, and then we fell really behind. We got warned to catch up. I was literally hauling ass off the tee trying to get him to drag with me because he walks a little bit slow, and I told him, I'm like, we need to speed up. We don't need this today On of all days. We don't have to worry about that. And, you know, about four holes later, on 11, an official, on 10 official, comes up, and he goes, hey, I got to, you know, you guys are on the clock you know, and, and so I don't even know, you know, if, if you're the first one to hit, I think it's 50 seconds or something like that, or 60 seconds. If you're the second one to hit, it's either 40 seconds or 50 seconds. Cause you should have your number and everything. And I do everything quick and we get to the ball quick. So we're on the clock. So we drove it in, in the right rough on 12 on this par five. And we were, you know, hemming on high and on what to do. And we, you know, we we're just going to push a three wood up there and try and make birdie and, you know, and, he hit the beautiful three wood just short of the green we ended up making birdie there but as we came off the ball i saw the official coming down the hill towards us and i'm like fuck what we just got a bad time i guarantee you we got a bad time and so he comes up clay Neal's his name super nice guy and he comes up and he's like sh i gotta give you a bad time that was a minute 22 and i'm like and there's a lot of people around you know and i'm like I'm like, well, what's the next one? He goes, the next one's a penalty. And I, that, if you ask me if I ever got nervous in four days, that's when I got a little bit nervous. And and I looked at him, I go, did you hear that? He goes, penalty? And I go, yeah, <laughs> penalty, you know, penalty. And then I kind of, and I said, Clay, I go, Clay, you 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 know we haven't been able to catch uh, uh, catch up to this five. And, you know, and I said it to him, and I go, you've been watching me haul ass off these tees, and I'm dragging them with me, and we're doing the best we can do. But the fact is, is we waited for one of your guys for five minutes, on five and he's like bobby come on it's not that you know it's funny i called him today too because i felt so bad because i'm like god i wish i wouldn't have said that because i was a little bit sassy you know because this kid had never been in that position and i didn't know honestly that the second one was a penalty and it actually went through my mind for a quick second where i got like some serious hatred because i'm like all of this slow pay talk when you watch patrick can't (laughs) lay over that thing for fucking six minutes or seven minutes and here's my, I'm so protective. And here's my young 20, 25 year old birthday, trying to win his first golf tournament. He's in contention. And, and now I'm like, now I can see the headlines, right? Second bad time. I don't even know if it's a one stroke or a two stroke penalty. And then, and honestly, I'm like, and then the shit I would have to fucking read about myself about that too. But after that when we got to the green and I just told him, I go, Hey, no more fucking around. You know, I'm going to get to the ball first you know, I'm going to have you a number. And you, he goes, I am slow. And I go, you're not slow walking to the ball. You're slow when we're talking about this. And then once you pull the club, you get even slower and very deliberate. And I understand it's focused and you're trying to win a golf tournament, but, but I did actually call clay today. Cause I felt bad. And we had the greatest discussion. And he's like, Bob, we, that's no problem, man. That's the heat of the battle. You know, he had never been there before. You've been in that position and I understand it. He goes, I don't, we don't take that stuff personally. And then we started discussing on stretch, you know, those officials are out there to make sure that everything moves slowly and everything's done properly and that kind of stuff. But you know what the most important thing about those officials are? They're there to help us and they're there to help us get our players better. And I worked for slow players before and it's a little bit of a process, but at some point you got to learn how to chip off, you know, six to 12 seconds off, uh, off a shot. And that will just, I think that comes, I think that comes in time when you're more familiar and, and Clay agreed with me too. When you're, when you're caddying for a Korean that doesn't speak well, well English, you know, I'm like, there should be like a, a in parentheses in the rule books that if an American is working for a Korean, he gets like 10 extra seconds because I can tell <laughs> him something, but he's going to ask me again, what I said and what it means, you know, three times out of 10. And that takes a little bit longer, but that was, a, that was a little bit nerdy, and unfortunately, when you get off the clock, and you know when you catch up, you know, but when you when you get off the clock, they never really come up and tell you, okay, you're off the clock, right? So you're always, like, looking, where is he? Are we still on the clock? Can we take a little bit longer? Because to be honest, from a county perspective, I don't want my guy getting a shot until he's ready, especially in that. Especially in that position. I mean, I'm sure in your the money games that you've played in over your life where you're like, I'm playing fucking good and you're looking back and you're like, Yeah, I know I'm slower than shit, but I'm still <laughs> gonna do what I'm doing because I'm I've trying a few to times a couple bucks and it's even a it's even a bigger scale for him. So man, two two weeks off, paid a lot of bills today, <laughs> a lot of a, a lot of credit cards off today. And, oh,
0: so and, when does that money hit?
1: He gave me a check Monday night. Wow. Yeah, he's old school. He just gives me a Jack. So, um, uh, you, you know, me and uncle Sam have never got along very good. He's very happy. The state of South Carolina is very happy today. So it was, it was a big, it was a big stress relief for me. And hopefully this gives him, you know, he's just made now he's probably made a little less than $3 million. I hope, you know, he told me last week that he's pretty sure he's 99% sure he's getting a place this year and he's going to get it in Dallas, which is close to his agent. there's a huge Korean community there. So, All systems go to me, man. I really want this kid to get the respect he deserves. And I think that now, you know, he's not just raised some eyebrows with fans and that kind of stuff and and with golf media, yada, yada, yada. But I think that I've – I don't think other than Dustin, I can remember players coming up to me and saying such good things about such a young player. And that's that's a really, really good feeling. And it plays into – a hand of a caddy that's because confidence is a huge thing with caddies too, right? Making a split decision or something like that. And I think that just plays into our hand and I'm super, super excited. Got two weeks off, you know, we got, we don't have much golf, obviously we do have the Solheim cup coming up, I think on Friday for, for the ladies and, you know, we're just going to take a break and, and, and get ready to kick some ass in Jackson, Mississippi, and I'm going to do the same thing again too. I'm going to go in Saturday. I'm going to roll a bunch of balls on Sunday and Monday, and, and get some ammunition. I know he played okay there last year. I know he doesn't like Bermuda as much as he likes Poana or Bent. But then on the flip side, I do know that you know he had a really nice tournament in Vegas. So I'm super, I'm super excited. As you know, this is the most excited you've seen me in 300 days, 297 days, or whatever the struggle's been. And let's and let's <laughs> and let's true. Let's, you, you know, let's say something about Troy Merritt shooting seven under 65 on the last day and getting in the house at 13 under. And, and I tell you something though, the, the, morning out there, you get no wind whatsoever. We got a lot of wind on Sunday and it wasn't quite as warm. So there was a little feeling out period and you're in canyons there, Matt. And just because, you know, up top, it's going Southwest, it can fool you down below throwing, you know, you throw grass at, you know, eight feet, 10 feet up in the air is not necessarily what it's doing right at 60, 80 or, 100 feet in the air, but I was super pumped with Second message I got was from Troy, of course. And that was, you know, he's, he's, he told me he's over the, he's over the yips. He, he put an Odyssey putter in that hot putter that everybody's using, the jailbird. Yeah. I think with a little longer one on it. So, you know, Troy from 160 or 170 on the money list has now fought his way back, you know, to 180. Good for him. And yeah. And he's, he should keep his card every year. He's Troy Merritt, right? He should keep his card every single year. I mean, he's never going to, you know, ooh, I'm pre- it's pretty sure he's never going to win three tournaments in one year or something like that. But, you know, and when you leave a player and, and you know, I, I, first eight tournaments with him, yes, he was out of gas and that kind of stuff. But I've had phenomenal luck at getting on bags where there is immediate success. And now all of a sudden with finishing second in nine starts, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, that is kind of immediate immediate. It's quick. I'm not saying I'm a better caddy than Micah, but I'm a different style and a different personality. You've got that, a calming presence to you. I think I, I told did. you that from the yeah, very I, first I, time I we, I interviewed you and he told, and he told me that too. He, and he told me that in the locker room. And he goes, I'm very comfortable with you, with you standing next to me. I feel like I can tell you anything and, and you are, you know, processing what I'm saying. And if I say something negative, you're not taking a negative because you know we've all had the shit beat out of us as counties before i've been fortunate i mean nothing compared to what some guys have have gone through you know i've everyone i've worked for is pretty cool i mean you know sung jae as we know is is a tough bag so to speak you know but And just, you know, we got all the toughest thing with him is the schedule. (laughs) I mean, not only that, though, but, you know, everybody, we've talked about it. (laughs) People say that on TV too. And you kind of look back now and like Sunday's played like 26 tournaments or 28 tournaments this year, you know, but when I was counting for him, he's playing 36 or 38. Right. And he was at, he was at. At Woods and 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 my guy's jealous of Sungjae. I'm going to be honest with you. My guy and, and my guy's jealous of Sungjae. And he's jealous of Sungjae because Sungjae's is the best Korean player in the world. I think we all think. You probably think the same thing too. Yeah. I mean, Siwoo can show up six weeks out of the year. Tom Kim can show up six weeks out of the year. But as far as consistency goes, Sungjae is the model of con- consistency. And he was like, "How can I be that consistent?" And I'm, I was trying to explain to him, and I'm like, "You got to give yourself a little bit of a break." You know, you oh, first year in this country, Corn Fairy Tour, hotel every single year, you know, second year, rookie year, flying everywhere quick, playing in Monday Pro-Ams, 38 tournaments the year, hotel every year, no base, nothing like that. And he's like, well, Sungjae did it. And I'm like, you, you know, here's the difference between you and Sungjae is Sungjae's mom and dad do everything for Sungjae so Sungjae can focus on golf. The laundry's done. The scheduling for dinners are done. No, they have a plan. The dad, mom and dad have a plan for everything and that takes a lot of pressure. And Sungjae expressed that to me and he's like, man, I, it's so easy for me because all I have to do is play golf. I get plenty of rest. My parents take care of everything. I don't have to worry about going to pick up this or pick up that or where we're going to eat at dinner or finding Korean barbecue or Thai food or whatever. It's already, It's already done. So you know, we'll, we'll see, but I have a lot of expectations for this young man. And I know that this young man has a lot of expectations for himself. And, you know, he's a great story Two, four years. He really had no status ever, anywhere. Right, Matt. And he Monday qualifies for a, a KPGA, a Korean golf event, and he wins it that week. And that just, you know, he's done it. He's done it. He's done it the hard way, you know, and he's worked himself. You know what I like about him? He gets better every single year. Right. And we and he when and we're just starting out together and it would be I'm no spring chicken anymore, brother. You know, I'm 59 years old and, and really sometimes I sit back and, you know, I've really cleaned up a lot in my life. And I'm just like, how really, how long can I physically go? You know? And then I turn over and I have a six year old and a 10 year old sitting on the couch. And I'm like, as long as I can walk, I think, but how long am I going to be super duper, you know, sharp or, or whatever. And I, I always thought like 65 was my number because I don't look. I mean, it's funny. I tell people, people are like, How old are you? And I'm like, I'm 60. Now I'm telling everybody I'm 60 because I'm looking for the sympathy boats instead of 50. Million. <laughs> and I just, you know, I'm, maybe a kid like this can keep me a little bit younger for a while. I guess wouldn't that be nice? You know, it's like when old grandparents get a puppy, you yeah. know, same thing.
0: Yeah. It keeps exactly. them young.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, Man, um, let's keep going. Let's just keep going. Kid. Let's keep it rolling. I mean, you did
0: allude to something, and what? I got it. I got to get into it. What? What you did know, I do? the Gala. Well- what, what's the bone to well, pick here because everybody everybody's saying okay. all these great things and everything calling, and I'm like are you
1: calling him Wonder kid are, are people calling him Wonder kid
0: they or, are I what, mean what, they're what, basically yeah, saying he's there. the next great oh, big thing no, and you know I he know, hits the can... ball a mile and
1: he's so good yeah and... yeah okay so so here's the deal he's not gonna be the next great thing mm. I don't I, I'm gonna it, it and he's a socal guy and I'm close. Close with his agent. I'm close with his team. um I know his c- caddy Carl very well. He used to work for Cam Tungali ever, and I'm super stoked for Carl. His very first win. Carl, you know, we always get the flag. Caddies always get the flag. Not Carl. He brought the whole damn stick in with him into the locker room. And <laughs> we're like, "How are you putting that on plane?" He's like, "Dude, I live in SoCal, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm driving, driving home. I'm hitting the stick out the window the whole way." So I was. I, I can't leave Carl out because I was super excited. I was super excited for him, but okay. So here's my rundown on, on site. He's going to make a boatload of money for 20 years, right? Okay. And, but he's got some things to clean up. So if you read an article, you know, read articles where now he's, he's just so chill out there and that kind of stuff. That was that that's not true because he does some stuff out there that is still a little bit immature. And I'll give mm. you an example. Yeah, please. We were we, standing, we were standing on 11 T and he hit this little, and he had a couple of early meltdowns. He didn't get off to a great start, you know, a couple of the meltdowns. But he hit this chip nine that stayed on top, and it was a brutal pot, brutal pot coming back. And he knew that. And my guy was going through his routine, and he turned his club upside down and hit the grip as hard as he could against the bag. We jumped. Me and my player both jumped. And I, like, looked death stared at him you know what I mean? And sometimes I feel like it's not my place to do it, but my guy is so shy and he just doesn't know how to handle those situations communication wise. So I just, well, you are like
0: the bodyguard out there for SH with him not knowing much English and everything.
1: I think you learn. uh, I, I I think when you become friends with bones and you watch bones work for Mickelson and the way he works for JT and that kind of stuff, you feel like you're a little bodyguard out there under situations because there's, you know, so many people moving and and that kind of stuff. and, And it's, bones big thing is protecting his man right because, yeah. i mean my god he worked for phil for 20 some years you know True. he was protecting a lot he was protecting a handful there but you know when he did that i just not could not I, i'm all about the rage and getting it out and that kind of stuff but i don't think it's a cool thing to do but you know if it distracts your playing partner or your competitor the guy that you're you're ba- basically you know we're playing the golf course and we don't think about beating one of each other. But after the end of the day, when I can say that my guy beat Justin Thomas by four shots, that's a great. That's a great thing to say. But he just doesn't quite have the maturity yet. You saw, yes, he hits the driver a mile, but Matt, it goes crooked really fast mm. because he goes after it so hard. And the best drives that I saw him hit, like, were on number twelve, that par five, and he when he hits these little mid flight. I wouldn't say they're chippy. These d- slight draw runners, they go forever. And he is, could he be a potential major winner? If he hits more fairways, it's possible. It's possible he could win a major. I don't know for sure. He's got he's to grow up a lot. I mean, I'm talking about this guy like he's been out there six or eight years, but I think I have to remind myself that this is only Saiz was his second season this year, right? His second season. So he's got a long way to go. But I don't, he is... I don't think he's a top oh man. I hope his team doesn't listen to this. I really don't <laughs> because I don't think he's going to be, I don't see him being a top 10 player in the world yet. You know, he had an obnoxious gallery, a very obnoxious gallery, and they were very pro him and that kind of stuff, but they were over clapping when it was time for my guy to hit, or they were moving around quite a bit and they were very uneducated. And on that hole that he did that, where he did that, we got up, you know, we got up to the green and you know he hit it that 60 footer downhill looked like it was going in and it barely missed he had like four feet coming back and there was some lady in the crowd that was just going absolutely crazy still clapping and everything and yelling all this stuff and i looked at saith and he goes i goes that and it wasn't like, like a gamesman shot but it was i was trying to pay him back a little bit. i go and i knew it wasn't his mom i go is that your mom like oh, that yeah. and he's like looked at me real funny and we're kind of cool really cool with each other you know and and, and he's like and he's like, that's not my mom. And I k- kind of walked away and he came over. He's I'm like, oh, fuck, she's going to give it to me now. He's creeping <laughs> over to me. He creeps over to me and he goes, I promise you my mom wouldn't act like that. And I'm like, okay, we're cool. Now. <laughs> okay, we're cool now. But I, you know, he is a phenomenal iron player. He's got a phenomenal short game. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal putter. And if he can get that driver straightened out and, and, you know, hit 63.8% of his fairways for the rest of his life, he is going to you know he's going to make a lot of money and he's going to be on tour for a long long time but i don't think he's you know a generational talent or i don't think he's going to be a multiple major winner but you're asking the advice of a guy who maybe worked other than tiger i mean i wouldn't you say that dustin is the if you talk about modern day generational talents you i, you, I think one for some reason yes an underachiever with only two majors but I mean, that's a generational talent to me. I think Dustin before Justin. I think Dustin before Jordan Spieth. I think Dustin before Kepka, Um I don't John Rahm. I mean, I don't know. Is that a generational talent? I just mean, if you put the whole package together, I just. I think like, John Rahm's getting there.
0: Yeah, I don't I, think he's there yet. He's, yeah. Um, yeah, he he yeah. needs a couple more. He needs another major. Um, yeah. Who else we got on that list of generational talents? I think let's we just, say. you know. Scotty Scheffler.
1: Yeah, but is that a generational talent? Not yet. Not yet. No, that's not a generational talent. I don't know if I'm thinking too much of athlete part of of Dustin or the 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 things that he could do that no other players could do because there's a few of them. So, you know, I don't. I don't know. I don't think Saïd is a generational talent, but I think he's going to make wow. A hot take four. there,
0: folks. Hot
1: take from yeah. Bobby Brown. Yeah, hot take. He's going to make four or five million, or ten or twelve million, probably. You know, one one year. But I don't know. He's got a little bit of maturing and growing up to do. And if he gets that handled and he gets the driver into play, anything's possible. And I would eat my words in the New York second and congratulate him. But right now, I just I don't see it. It's almost like maybe the monkey's off his back now because you could just tell out there on Saturdays, he wants it and he wants it really bad. And sometimes when you want it really bad and and it doesn't happen that way, maybe he's, maybe he's learned his, maybe he's learned his lesson, but the little club beating thing wasn't the first time. I mean, the first few holes when he was a little off kilter, it was, you know, there were some things being said late that he shouldn't have said when my guy was, you know, getting ready to do his thing and that kind of stuff, but mm. you know, so there's even more there than what uh, well, you're a, even saying. He's the Fortnite champion. I mean, when you know, when I start critiquing and you could say talking shit like that, number one, everybody needs to know that's my own opinion, right? It's it's just my own personal opinion. And I guess I'm allowed to say my opinion. Number two, of I'm course. standing right next. I, I'm standing, you know, arms length from these guys for hours at a day, and you can figure somebody out. And if you just leave my little comments of his five hours on the golf course, separate them from the person he is, because I don't think there's a better person other than Troy Merritt on the PGA Tour than than that kid, to tell you the truth. I mean, he is just a gentleman to everybody, the way he carries himself. He has no attitude or no ego. He's just trying to get a little bit better. And it just goes to about what I've been saying to you for years. If they're from SoCal, they're just a notch above everybody else <laughs> in this world when it comes to coolness, man. <laughs> Fair hey, play, I buddy. Gotta Fair say, play. You know, a couple of our listeners too, like Mook. I gotta give Mook a shout out because he sent me he actually sent me a couple videos. You know, he must I don't know what the time difference was. If he was up watching, obviously he knew we were in contention. But Mook, I want to say thanks for the messages, bro. You made my day. And another guy that that is a religious listener. Um, Tyler Brown, I also yep. got your messages to Tyler and just wanted to say thanks for everybody. That's like, you know, following the journey, I guess. I feel like I'm 19 and I'm on my journey. Here I am, man. It's I almost neat.
0: sent you a message, Bobby. And then I'm like, yeah,
1: yeah. You nope, don't, you don't no need to hear from me right
0: now. <laughs> like, you, <know. laughs> you, could send,
1: you could send me, you could send me a message. I can't tell you how many times where I've had guys in contention before through two or three days then I'm just going to be so so completely honest where you go back to your hotel room and and you think to yourself, if we win this, you know, that whole kiss of death, if we win or, um, and my questions to myself, when I got back to the hotel room and I'm laying in bed and my brain's wandering or some kind of stuff, my question was, can we win? You know, can Mm -hmm. he win? Can he, can he win this instead of, uh, if he wins it, what you, know, what's, what's going to happen, what doors are going to open and that kind of stuff. But this is going to be a nice little journey to watch how um, he progresses. And I'm excited to see, you know, what, what Jackson has to hold because I just want to know, was he just playing it that, that was at his absolute best. It's going to, if it's going to continue going, you know, most of these guys, these rookies, when they have a good week, they seem to have two or three really good weeks and sometimes four in a row. So, yeah, um, you got to be pretty
0: excited about the next couple of weeks. Now I you did mention more. that you're so his schedule. He's only playing in the yeah. next three, and then he's going to take time off.
1: Yeah, so we'll play Jackson, Mississippi, the Sanderson Farms. We'll play the Shriners, which is which is Vegas. We'll play the Zozo, which was in. I may which come up in, to see in Vegas. I was supposed you, to come up to the you? Fortinet, but things got Whatever. things got weird. I hope you still got power there with hotels because I heard there's like a couple football games. Um, the hockey team has something going on. Um, I don't think the Formula One race is that is that weekend. Um, but my point is I was we've been shopping hotel rooms and that kind of stuff, and all of us are just like, Oh my God. The strip is it's one of those things where you know how the strip is. I you do. get a really nice you can get a really nice place for eighty five bucks one, you know, one week and then it's four hundred dollars across the <laughs> yeah. across the board. And honestly, I'm not a big strip guy anymore, anyways. You know, you've been the strip 3000 times in my life. It does nothing for me. I'm, I'm way past my gambling stage. I don't I don't party, you know, I'd rather stay closer to a Nike outlet or something. I'm probably going to do an Airbnb. Come on down, man. Yeah. I know a guy who can get you tickets. That'd it's be me. great. Well, you yeah, and Brian Hawthorne, who's the GM out there hey, you want to know something? I would You know what would be great? I don't know if you could ever do it or win the time or if we can do it in Scottsdale or even Vegas or something like that. But you really got to come for a full day during a practice round and just walk inside the ropes with us. Uh, and, that would be cool. And, and you know, and eavesdrop, I guess, or or watch. You know what I mean? All how right, they, now
0: well, you've sold me on coming up for the Shriners. Let me see what yeah, my schedule well, looks like. And then
1: just walk with us. But you, Even a, a good golfer like you, you'd be amazed at how much you would learn at their – preparation and what they pay attention to and honestly and, and and course strategy you think everybody just wails and bombs it everywhere these guys are, are not only the best golfers in the world they're the they're the best people in the world at trying to at figuring out golf courses and how to play them and how to play them properly so i think it would be i think it would be fun for you number one and number two you would be like that night after your 18th Glass of what are you drinking these days? I don't oh, see much going up. For good, old, you today. good old bushwood. Oh yeah, bushwood. Yeah. And and after your 18th bushwood, I think you would probably look at me and go, Bobby, fuck, that was like one of the coolest days in my golf life. So, come on, man, you're always welcome whenever you want. I think that's I got to okay. because Brian Except Hawthorne. <laughs> they don't allow you <laughs> an Augusta in the ropes. That's Brian for Hawthorne. Sure.
0: I actually I hired him at Full Swing Golf, the golf simulator company, and then yeah, he went back cool. to. Uh, Vegas and, uh, well, Uh he, he was living in Vegas at the time still, he was doing it remotely with us and he ended up getting back into the golf industry because he was at the win. Um, golf course bef- before they shut down and then they actually brought him back and then he ended up going over to TPC Summerlin so he runs that's he he game. goes he goes nuts during the Shriners Children's Open he's just yeah absolutely overwhelmed during that time so I don't even know if yeah. I'd be able to see him or not but man it would be cool to come up and see you guys and then yeah. you got the Zozo Championship in Japan yep. I'm not making that trip so no no <laughs> and
1: I'm and not that's... going to Jackson Mississippi either no you don't it, it's a great it's a it's an awesome golf course but it's that there's not a lot to do <laughs> that's just, yeah, there's not a lot to do and then i don't know um so you're probably looking at the schedule after zozo what do they have like bermuda and then cabo no so
0: cabo is uh first and then bermuda and then bermuda and then uh sea, sea island. island yeah
1: and then the, that and then it. the hero world challenge i guess one, one big question i would you know i, I i'm just assuming in now, after what I saw, he's going to, you know, have another one of these really good weeks. But I wonder if he's on that bubble of, of 59 or 60, you know, if he goes back to Korea and then realizes, man, maybe I need to come back down. Maybe I need to come back to Sea Island. So he's always got, you know, that's what uh, I think that's November 17th, the weekend of November 17th through the 19th or 16th through the 19th. So hopefully we'll we'll have it, you know, hopefully that we'll it be is. great. Great That's a good position. call off the
0: top of your head because I know you don't have it in front of you. It is What's the 16th that? through the 19th.
1: Yeah, that is a good Seattle. call. Yeah, I yeah. told you, what did I tell you? God didn't give me much, but when it comes to numbers <laughs> and that kind of stuff, he just gave me a little bit more than some other people. Well, how did how did Justin yeah.
0: Thomas look on Sunday to Not you sloppy. for the
1: Ryder Cup? Sloppy, sloppy. He looks sloppy. Something's. You know, it's funny. I was actually analyzing and watching some stuff, too, and I, I'm like, I feel like he's, and I'm no genius, but... He looked like he's taking the driver a little bit inside and maybe a little over the top, but he looked, you know, he looked, he looked sloppy. He said, it's not the JT that, that I played with in Maui with Sung a couple years ago that just puts on clinics and that kind of stuff. Obviously he is struggling with, um, something. The putting didn't look great. The short game always looks great. The wedges always look great. That's not the issue, but he was struggling with the T's. Um, he got easily, he got easily frustrated, um, out there to tell you the truth and he knew you know he knew why guy was slow and he kind of fired a shot at me walking off of 17 saying hey man we got to, you got to figure out how to speed him up and i just looked at him and i'm like i've been trying for three months he's actually gotten better <laughs> you know and I, I don't know if he was just venting or something like that but he didn't he definitely didn't look like the justin thomas that i have seen in the past but with that being said you know after he made. After he hit that ball out of balance, and then with one of the left trees, on arguably maybe the number five, that one where we were curving those balls, the easiest par five possibly on the golf course, or second easiest anyways, he got out of there with a good, with a with a really nice bogey, and he looked like, you know, and he made a birdie, and then it maybe he got to actually two over, I think maybe during the round before he made an eagle. But even even the kid commented to me, and he's like, "Oh, Justin Thomas, he big heart, he no he he no quit," and that's one thing about JT, he never he might you know drop an f-bomb here and there and lick off kilter and pissed off at the world but man he never here's a guy that's got all the money in the world won a million tournaments a couple majors and he is just like you know he's like a rookie out there just grinding and grinding and being very very professional so but he's not he's not that sharp I'm not saying he won't play good in the in the present in the Ryder Cup because the fact is is the Ryder Cup is not a four-day event stroke play 72 holes you know it's it's you know, we've talked about it before. Most matches rarely go past 16 holes, honestly, to tell you the truth, or 17 holes. They don't even finish the day most of the time, but he just didn't look that shit. What about look- Homa? Did you get a chance to see him at all? No, but he was. I know he's, I, I, you know, we, we warmed up to next to him. Um for a few time, a couple times over the weekend, very close to him, and we were next to him all week. Early in the week, hitting balls, and he was he. There was a lot of videotaping going on by his caddy and that kind of stuff. And so something he's not happy with. Something you know, I know he finished at um, thirteen under, maybe tied for seventh or something like that, and didn't have a great first day. And you know, then kind of as you expected him to be the player to beat. Honestly, after winning twice, um, he played his way into contention and didn't you know continue. Mm-hmm. Didn't continue his run, but now he didn't. He didn't particularly look sharp. I mean, if you ask me, the guys that we were paired with, I, you know, who looked the sharpest all in all was probably my guy. To tell you the yeah. truth, tee to green and putting, and he looked the sharpest. It's just you know, Thigala made more birdies than that made more birdies than he did. Did I tell you three bogeys and seventy-two holes for my guy? Three and yeah. seventy-two holes. You know, and if I mean two it, rounds with no bogeys. You know, I, if I went down fifteen stats for you, he's like not out of the top eight or the top twelve in in any stats. So that's how that's you, why I was
0: surprised to hear you say that he the thing that impressed you the most was his putting because it was, it was. he didn't he didn't make a whole lot of longer pots that you would
1: need to make in order to make a ton of birdies. Yeah, but he made the putts that he needed to make and when he needed to make a yeah, putt, that's a good right? point. when he needed to make a par putter, when he needed to make a birdie putt to keep momentum going or staying in within distance he he made them he made a lot of putts on thursday you know he really made a lot of putts and and some longer ones but honestly he looks so confident with this putter and he read the green so impressively impressively well that you know that's the one thing that stands out to me because i'm used to him missing putts you know i'm used to him being up and out of putts before and i'm just whoever this house of joy guy is thank you Thank you very much. <laughs> Don't make me not on my name. So Which, you know, the putting guys really got him structured, and I was super, super stoked to see a guy putting with a, with a plan out there, you know, and not deviate your plan and not going, oh, how's this stroke look? How's that stroke look? It's like, oh, man, get out of your own head, bro. Just get out of your own head. I was reading some stuff. I can't read off the quotes, you know. I like quoting athletes but i was reading some stuff about some big time athletes and i can't even remember who they are i'm still a little long flight from over there to san from san francisco but i'm like they're just talking about how the difference between a champion and an average player is a mindset usually eight times out of ten it's a mindset of having confidence and believing in yourself and relishing the opportunity when it comes like you're never going to get that again and putting yourself in the box you know and i and I saw a lot of that. Out of you know, we didn't win, but you know, I think but he's the got mindset's it. there. Yeah, I think the he's mindset win the is there. Whether it be in this fall or next year, I would be. I'm not jinxing myself, but I'd be super surprised if, if now all of a sudden he's not a guy that's going to be talked about here next year a little bit you know so, i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that great, he has great. a
0: fantastic 2024 because yeah if he's got anything along the lines of what he did out there right. and you put him on a little bit tougher of a golf course I feel like he is sitting pretty on a tougher golf course because he was the best ball striker out there. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Bar none than anybody else that was on the golf course. I think if he makes a couple more birdies, obviously he's going to end up winning that thing. I think he easily could have been at 24, 25 under.
1: Yeah, he, he probably could have. And I was, I, 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 I have to catch myself when I say that because I honestly think the same thing you do, but then I go back to the, four five and six pots that he had to make for par when he needed to make them, especially a couple there early on Sunday. And then I'm like, well, that's a, that's a break even. That's a break even. Thing. Yeah, that's but, true. That's a good you point. Know, but the, you know, he's got it all. He's got it all. He definitely does. Well, yeah. here
0: folks, yeah. let me tell you really quick, because we were talking about the Ryder cup with, Max Holman, Justin Thomas. That is obviously next week. And that's going to be next week's show. So Bobby and I are going to do a Ryder Cup special to where we are mainly going to talk about the Ryder Cup. It is going to be the preview show of all preview shows. Bobby's going to be sharing a lot of stories from past Ryder Cups, um, some that he has not shared before. So this is going to get pretty interesting. And uh, it's certainly going to be a great time. But we're going to do that show live. So certainly you do not want to miss the live version because maybe if we go a little bit over the top that's going to get cut in the post-production work that ends up going out for the permanent stuff so definitely make sure that you are on next week on the live version and that's going to be on millions.co we're also going to have it on our youtube channel and then also on x twitter so or formerly known as twitter so it'll be on there as well um but Moving into the next part of it, I just want to give a quick little shout-out because I know we're running a little bit long in the tooth tonight because obviously we had to digest everything about S.H. Kim. I know you're excited about him. I'm excited about him. And I really wanted to learn what your insights were being there firsthand and working with him throughout the week. So I really appreciate everything yep. that you've said in regards to S.H., but Grayson Murray, he yeah. is on his way back to the PGA Tour, and I just have to ask you, Bobby, because yeah. his winning photo, he looks uh-huh. jacked with he no waist yeah. whatsoever, he, and I, it's like he's got no yeah. body fat, and I believe you said months ago that uh, he stopped drinking. Is that right? He did.
1: Yeah, he's, he's got to be well into 120 to 150 days um sober and then and and honestly that's the difference with Grayson Murray or not right he has two you know I'll, I'll I'll just say it he has two he has two vices in this world and one's drinking and one's gambling and they don't really go very good together and you know we've all known for a very long time that he is a very good golfer and he's almost he's almost freaky good with his talent what he can also do with a golf ball but he's you know i don't know how to say it i don't know if it's my place to say but i'll say it anyways but he's not you know he'll tell you himself i know i'm not playing with full deck but he's not really playing a lot of people in this world don't play with full decks if you can get my translation on that and he struggles with a lot of and he struggles with a lot of stuff and he's openly admittedly struggled with a lot of stuff and and you know, I I just hope and, I, you know, I don't hope. I, it's almost like I pray that he just keeps it going together because he has a chance to make a lot of money in the next 10 years and then he doesn't really have to play any golf. But he, you know, he has his issues. He's very open and he's very public. He has made a mess of some of his comments on Twitter and on Instagram. You know, I've told you before that there's a side of Grayson Murray that I know that other people don't know because I spent a lot of time You know, I worked for him for a short while, but I spent a lot of time with him as a friend, too. And he's done some really stupid things. And he's also a guy who somebody reached out to him on Twitter, a fan or something like that, who was having some kind of financial problems. And people don't know this. So I'm going to tell you. So Grayson Murray buys him a car when he was making money and that kind of stuff. So, you know, I I always see him pick up dinner tabs or or this or that. He's 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 it's he's one of those guys. It, It seems weird. Some of us guys that that you know, might be missing something every now and then in certain departments on life are head and shoulders above of everybody else in the cool category or the giving category or the big heart category. And and maybe that's the trade off. But I'm so happy for him. You asked about his physique instead of drinking. Now he's a gym rat and he's eating properly and he's doing all the right things. And honestly, I have to tell you the truth. You know, he made a lot of money quick. He didn't know how to handle it. And I'm sure he got close to broke. And, um, along with making a lot of money and spending a lot of money is you get a lot of bills and you probably get a lot of debt and that puts a lot of pressure on you and pressure equals anxiety and he struggles from anxiety. And I think maybe he just got to the point where he's like, I'm not going to be this person anymore and I'm not going to live my life like this. I deserve better. And he is putting in harder work than, than obviously 99.8% of the people that have any kind of professional status and is starting and it's starting to show and I couldn't be, I couldn't be happy for the guy and I'm happy for his parents. You know, he's, you know, he went to a couple different colleges and he'll self-admittedly tell you. I didn't know he went to ASU. Yeah. He, well, for like a semester or <laughs> something like that. John, when John, when John Rahm was there, he he's told me stories about ASU and he wasn't very, he wasn't very comfy He wasn't very comfortable there away. First time away from first time away from home. And then he went to East Carolina you know, and he did some good at East Carolina, but he was, you know, he was always a different guy and he's not, he's almost a little socially awkward, if that makes any sense. You would never notice it by his interviews and everything like that, but he's, he's a little bit socially awkward and you could tell that he didn't know where he stood in this world and his parents, you know, have stood behind him since, since, since day one, because I mean, honestly, he's put them he's put them through the ringer and that kind of stuff. And he's, you know, he's, Hey, everybody's got something, right? Everybody's yeah. got something. And, and a big man to me is a man that, that goes out in public and, and says they have something instead of trying to play like, you know, I'm, I'm cool and everything's all right. You know, it's okay. It's, you know, fuck, it's a big thing these days, man. It's okay. Not to be okay. It's, it's nobody's totally okay. And he's, he's embraced that whole attitude. And it's really starting to show with his, with his golf. And he's, you know, I don't like, I like Kip Kip Henley, but I don't like Kip Henley. And it's funny. I saw Grayson's, you know, we teed out, we had those late tee times and with the time difference, everything, I saw him win that tournament. And I just almost shit my pants when I saw Kip Henley up there doing an interview with him. And I'm like, Oh my God, Kip, this guy brought you back from the dead. So, you know, (laughs) I I guess I'm happy, I guess I'm happy for Kip Henley because, you know, he's had some struggles over, you know my issues with kip right you know you, you know yeah, the deal. he thinks he's the player out there and you know he won the break break 47 fucking years ago who gives a shit <laughs> and he, he's a big <laughs> vip and and there's a lot of things i like about kip and a lot of things that i don't like about kip and he probably say the same thing about me but i i do like the fact that he's making some money and he's got a he's got a nice bag to hang on to but keep sensitive right keep super super sensitive and grayson i i i, I read an interview or heard an interview where Grayson went and saw finally sucked it up and because he had a bad temper or some serious rage issues out there it's been well documented but he went and saw some shrink dude that works with like Navy SEALs and all this kind of stuff and and you know something clicked for him last week where I read that he made a big number right off the bat, and when he would have had a meltdown, he didn't say anything. But my point is, is that that doesn't always last forever. Human beings got to snap. S.H. Kim, I've seen him get really pissed off before. You know, I, I told you about Saeed's deal, Justin's deal, Ram, John Rahm. I mean, the list goes on and on. And the only thing I worry about Kip is Kip is not able to take it with the alligator skin or sandpaper skin that you really – have to have at a super super high level of caddying out here. Is that does that sound cocky? No, 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 not really. It's real. You got to be able to take. You got to be able to take shit. So I hope yeah, you got to be him. able to
0: take the shit. Yeah,
1: yeah, and more importantly, I mean, it's got to be. It's a day to day thing with Grayson, right? That's the way he is. It's a day to day thing, and you just if he, I hope he doesn't think thirty days down the line, or, or ninety days down the line, or a year down the line, because that's usually the downfall for some. For some addicts and that kind of stuff. There's some truth in that. There's a lot of truth in that. They take it day by day by day and they thank God for everything that's come their way. And, and I'm pulling for him and, and you know, I've always, I've always pulled for him on this show and I've said nothing but great things about him because I, I, i like I said, I've spent a lot of time with him and, you know, I spent a lot of time driving back and forth one off season to his house, four hours to, to keep him working during freezing cold winters at Raleigh. And he came out of La Quinta and just put on a, clinic the very first day i think he shot 62 or 63 at the stadium course and i thought it was on and then you know and then he finished 27th as tory and i could see the downfall and I, i'm not drinking and then i walk we're staying in the same hotel i see him drinking at the bar so i've seen the down i've seen the up and the down and i hope it's just all up for him because i know, hope so too he looks he's great, a great talent, he's a great talent <coughs> excuse me and a great great person i wish him nothing but the best but i hope he doesn't beat me one fucking tournament my guy next year yeah yeah we'll yeah. see that corn fairy tour list is funny if you go down it you go you go with those 30 names and you know they only have two events left this one's a hundred man field at ohio state the next one next week is their the the grand the grand boobah
0: um, oh
1: i George love Miffy that you there. said I that. that in there for you and there's only <sighs> seven and there's I only 75 to use guys but if you wanted me to get a little zinger in there's if i went down that list right now at 30 i could tell you fucking 12 of them that are going to be one and done that are going to be up for a year and then back down. And then there's the 16th. And then there's always three others that you never, never think about. Eric Cole is the perfect example um, this year. JT Poston would have been a perfect example. Denny McCarthy would have been a perfect example. There's always two or three guys out of the KFT every year that you don't, that just kind of was got their card and you didn't know much about it. Ben Griffin could possibly be in that category. Well, so We're going to have to do one that in,
0: and then in you two got episodes.
1: Who- We'll yeah. we'll
0: have to run through yeah. the list and have you go through yeah. and say who's gonna be one and done.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do um and and then you got the talents like Pearson Cootie, like my son's guy, right? Or or Parker Cootie or you know, I don't you know the is Pearson you know I, he, he made it to the PGA tour, right? And I saw that. I think he's seventeen or eighteen right now. So mathematically okay. with two events, they're not gonna say next to his name he's automatically, mathematically locked because because they can't by but he's he's locked he's not going to miss out so now i, the Big I saw getting, a thing
0: by the pga tour that said he's tour bound
1: he well they did say something were you watching it today
0: no I think this you, was no, a couple I weeks ago were,
1: I, I i think you were watching something with james nitties uh, who does most of the kft commentary and he okay. said something that he thought he he would be tour bound or something like that but he yeah he's going to be on the He's going to be on the tour. You know that guy I've been raving about all year, Carter Jenkins? Yeah that big bomber that I think is the second coming to Dustin. He just finished second to Grayson last week and he moved to from number 43 to 25. So these are big weeks for him. And, and just, I've, I've said this three times before, but I'm going to say it again, everybody, all you gamblers out there, when he shows up on this tour, bet a couple bucks early in the year on Carter Jenkins, because he is a freak. Like I've never seen freaks before, but there's obviously 10 or 12 young guys on there that are just going to be on tour for a long, long time. And you know, the big gossip out there right now is the Argentinian that got suspended for a couple of weeks, Alejandro Tosti. Are you familiar with this? Story? I'm not um, that he, I guess he's a little bit bipolar and might like to cheat or something like that. And he was number three on the list or number four on the list. And he did something really bad in the middle of a fairway. I don't really know the details, but it was some F bomb laden thing at the really? a lot of crowd right there. And I guess the tour had been building a book up on him and Daniel won't give me any details. Cause Daniel's too cool. And he doesn't talk shit like <laughs> me, my son, Daniel, but he says, Come you on, know, Daniel. Dad. Come on, Dan. Give me some scoop. I just want Jeez. to know if he's a cheater or not. That's what I want to know if yeah. he's a cheater or not, Dan. But they suspended him at Boise. They made him they DQ'd him and suspended him, and they didn't let him play last week either. And I think he's back playing this week. But but Daniel did say he's really, really good. That's another name to remember. But we'll we'll have it we'll have a little mix episode with half dedicated to the KFT graduates. And I can go down the Bobby. It's like Mel Kiper's big board. Yeah, call, exactly.
0: This is the Bobby and Brown big board.
1: The winner, but I can identify. Them.
0: I love that because you normally are like a week or two off, but you oh, identify them ahead of time, and the then you give up real. Clark, you give Kittiano up real quick on people. Breakout
1: story of the year, but <laughs> Wyndham Clark stole my breakout story of the year from Kirk Kittyama. Boy, did I look like a genius that night at Bay. At night, you man. did,
0: and wow. then Wyndham came right There's, through and took and it What about
1: Vincent winning the Irish Open two weeks ago? We haven't I seen other in a while. I know. <laughs> that.
0: Well, and you were touting him, and then yeah. you chose him yeah. for one of our penny bets. And he ends up winning, and yeah. you wanted an extra thousand pennies because of oh. the win. Oh, I remember the whole thing. And oh, then, right. of course, him winning does that lead the us Irish Open. It does, which is live golf chicago Wait, so i'm gonna give a quick rundown
1: should, well didn't we say before the show started this was gonna be a short one we thought <laughs>
0: You know what? I, I didn't realize how many questions that I was going to have about S.H. Kim
1: based off of you what information you were providing. You and, haven't seen me in two weeks and you forgot how much of the king of the run on sentences and losing focus and jumping back into a story. Yeah, but you know what, though? You I was
0: I was bought in the entire time. I didn't really stop you that much because I had questions, but like you had so many good points around his game and everything and so much insight that I'm like, yeah. I can't stop you right now. I need to hear this information information because i do think and again i'm going on record once again that i think he is going to be the big deal heading into 2024 because that game that he has that is so damn good and it travels well bobby and if you're telling me that he wasn't really feeling pressure oh, yeah. oh well and I this kid's got it. some
1: rest and everything i'm sure he was but i shouldn't sure sense it. usually you can sense it with those rookies there. But he looked exhausted at the end of the year. It was a long year. They move fast. He never, obviously, he doesn't move fast. But rookies have a habit. One of my big things, one of my big pep pieces I watch with rookies when they're in contention for the first time is if you're posted up on a tee and you're waiting for a green to clear or a fairway to clear, how quick they pull the club out of the bag. If they Mm. pull the club out of the bag really quick and they're kind of walking around with the club in their hand, um, they're super-duper nervous. If you watch a veteran, he waits till the last second to pull the club out and then step right into his routine. So, Wow! You learn there you go, A little inside scoop there. If we you've hung on till week? the Do we have any golf this week? Is yeah, there
0: we got live one? golf, Chicago, Bobby. And this is, this is the, the camera? we this... haven't talked about them since May. <laughs> this is the forgotten golf league, my friend. This what is where all... I, I I've had a lot of conversations about them during this five-week stretch, just in like a private setting, Um, yeah. and. It's interesting because how can you keep momentum going when you have a five-week hiatus? There is no other sport. I, I would even go on the limb and say there's no other sport in the world that in the middle of the year takes yeah. off five weeks.
1: I just don't know of it. The, the Premier League or the Champions League, they don't take those big breaks, do Nobody they? Nobody does. To, yeah, I mean,
0: exactly. I guess the only one that I could imagine would be cricket, but I don't even think cricket does that. I don't that. know much about Yeah, It's just it, it doesn't make any sense for momentum, and you need to have momentum with these leagues and sports. And even I'm noticing that their social media is down. Normally it's like, okay, they're coming back to an event after like a week or two being off, and their social media picks up, and they just start – Pomp and content has not been been as much. Yeah, I'm wondering. Well, there's no franchise owners, right? And what is incredible is that the TGL League, the indoor golf league with that's Tiger and Rory's through the PGA Tour. They already have multiple owners. So L.A., obviously, I interviewed the president from yeah. L.A.G.C. Then you've got the Fenway Group in Boston. Steve yeah. Cohen, who owns the New York Mets, is the New York team. You got yeah. Arthur, Arthur Blank Arthur down Blank. in Atlanta, yeah. who is with the Falcons. Yeah. And then there's going to be a couple other teams yeah. that uh, get announced here shortly. So it's they have ownership. Like, that's how Live Golf was supposed to be structured. And it's not. And you can see that they're probably not going to get ownership. And they're probably just going to survive one more year because look at the contracts. They were three-year contracts, right? So they're going to last one more year or else Saudis would have to pay out a ton of money and not have anything in return for it, which I don't know if they're getting anything in return for right now in terms of revenue. So who knows? Uh, But I expect them... To have one more year and then it goes bye-bye and the team sport becomes the TGL League. And the TGL League may expand from an indoor golf league to having some outdoor events as well and with these teams and whatnot. But we'll see how all of that plays out in the months and years to come. Um, That being said... Yeah. One thing, because he has a contract in which his head might get chopped off if uh, he doesn't show up, is that Brooks Kepka has to play this week. That was yeah, a surprise. Week
1: before the Ryder Cup. Well, week before. Yeah, so, he's... do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing for Brooks oh, Kepka? Okay. I think it's ir- I think it's irrelevant to, wow. to tell you the truth. You know, they made a scouting trip over there ten days ago or two weeks ago. The whole team, right? And they went yep. and played for two for a couple of days, and he was. You know, a couple guys didn't go. I was surprised. Pat, uh, Spieth didn't go. Three guys didn't go. Speeth didn't go because they just had their baby today, actually. But they I saw that the a little girl was going to come in any day. So I understand that. But Cantley and Shawley didn't go, which was a little bit surprising to me. But Brooks did go. So he's already seen the golf course for a couple of t- days. And honestly, um, I, you know, he spent two or three years, a couple of years over there in the Euro- European tour. I'm not sure if that course was in the rotation. Um, for the Italian Open or not, but if it was, he's probably already played it before. But I think it's, I think what we just talked about like they're actually playing golf after five weeks. I think it's a good thing that Brooks is getting a tournament under his belt right before the Ryder Cup. That's a right? good perspective. He hasn't had any tournament action, so to speak, in in five weeks. You know, they had they the baby, the baby was born a little bit premature. Um, you know, he's probably been super busy at home, getting comfortable to being a new, to being a new father and everything that goes, goes with that. Um, You know, so I think it's probably a good thing that he gets some, you know, three rounds under his belt and, you know, he's got a couple of bucks and, and the PGA, you know, of America picks up everything and I'm sure he's taking a nice private flight right over there and, and he'll be there in no time and, you know, and he'll fit in just fine. So I, I think it's, yeah, I think it's not it, like he's uh, a rookie, right? Yeah, I it's mean, not like he's a rookie. He's been in this big time situation. He knows all about, you know, uh, when we're going to have a good Ryder Cup special. Oh. He knows all about what the first tee is like. At, uh, we're going to have a really good episode. Um, uh, he's he knows what the first tee is like. He's been through it numerous times already. So I think it's in the, I think it's a good thing for Brooks to get some pressure under him and, and play it in front of a few people. And it'll be rare to go. I mean, I'm looking I'm looking forward to the Ryder Cup. You know. Oh, I
0: can't wait. I absolutely cannot wait. And I've got some stuff that I've saved up for the Ryder Cup, just some hot takes that uh, I I feel like are going to catch maybe you by surprise and maybe your audience by surprise. There's going to be a penny bet there. There absolutely is going to be a penny bet. I mean, (laughs) who is going to bring in the most amount of points for the U.S.? Who's going to bring in the most amount of points for Europe? Who is going to win the Ryder Cup? I mean, there's going to be a lot of action.
1: Go into your spiel. Where is Live Golf this week? I don't even Well, know. Live
0: Golf is in Chicago. They're at Harvest Farms, right? They played there so last year, right? They played there last year. They're coming right on back to it. It's a, it's a good track. And Cam Smith oh. won previously. So Cam oh. Smith coming back as the previous winner. And guess what? Here is your current standings to bring everybody back up to speed after this five-week hiatus. So the individual standings right now, we've got Cam Smith leading the way with 170 points. We got Taylor Gooch following right behind with 149. It's kind of a two-horse race if you look at how these events are played out in terms of points. The winner only gets 40 points. So even if, for instance, Patrick Reed, who's in third, wins this event... He would have to hope that Cam Smith doesn't receive any points, and that's only going to move him to within 10 points of Cam Smith. So Patrick yeah. Reed's got a shot. Brooks Kepka is sitting in fourth, tied with Brandon Grace, which is at 112 points. So that's your rundown to bring you back up on the individual side. Then we've got the team side, which I was kind of surprised when I looked at the leaderboard and saw the four aces because they've not played great um, this year, but yet they're still in the lead. 172 points. For the four aces. Then you've got T- Torque GC, which is at 163 points. So they're right there. Stinger GC at 156. So they're right there. You got the Crushers at 146. And you got the Range Goats at 143. So, really, from a team aspect, That is still up for grabs with a couple weeks remaining for the Live Golf League. Now, you know my team is the Range Goats, so I'll be pulling for them, no doubt. And we already mentioned that the past winner from... The individual side at Chicago, which Harvest Farms, was Cam Smith. So with him being on top of the leaderboard, I expect Cam Smith to come in, firing on all cylinders, and I have a feeling Cam Smith is going to go back to back. So that's my pick for um, the actual winner, which we don't bet on that anyways with Live Golf. And then the past winner from a team aspect was the four aces. Now, if everybody's been following the four aces or Live Golf in general, you're going to know that – The four aces have not played well this year. Um, I actually really like the range goats in terms of winning this golf tournament from a team aspect. The four aces will, of course, be in contention. They'll probably finish second or third uh, for the most part, which is probably going to push them even further into the lead uh, when it comes to the overall team event, if the range goats end up do winning it. But, uh, Bobby... That is oh, the rundown. Let's go into our golf well, picks. Well Blatter. done. Well done, Amiga. Thank you. I know. We, I had to make it at least a, a bit brief, right? I mean, a quick I guess rundown I to there. first, right? No, that's that's incorrect. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Who are you going to pick, Matt? <laughs> My individual, which is going to be a shocker for everybody. Mm. Siwon Kim. Right. You're Do Wonka. I get to pick the team? No. How <laughs> but you have to pick an happy? individual because i I won both of those the last time it's been five weeks how do you remember (laughs) i had to go back all right who's your team uh obviously the iron heads so you got to pick an individual and you got to pick a team okay i have tell me it's
1: jedediah huh yeah i'm gonna go with Jedediah. I'm going to go with
0: Now, the problem is you can't really go with this team. You can't double down on it because Cam Smith is on that team. So if Cam Smith wins,
1: yeah. the they're I'm not going to finish last. Thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that I think. You love the I'm high gonna flyers. Brooks, I'm going to take Brooks Kepska's team for last. No, no, I'm not going to oh, do that. Oh, that. Geez. Um, I am going to take. Mickelson's team for last. Uh the high flyers.
0: I knew it. Yeah. I knew you were gonna go yeah. there. All right. it's the only team I remember. <laughs>
1: yeah, two solid,
0: two solid <laughs> plays there. I mean, there's not that many teams, probably That's to remember in the first place. Me, man. <laughs> you know what's crazy? So I got asked on a podcast, which was a overall sports podcast. And they brought me in as a golf expert and was interviewing oh, me. I don't know if you saw any of the clips. Are you moonlighting, but... man? I, I got invited onto the show, and I figured okay. out, yeah, they were like, we want to talk live golf, we want to talk about – that was when I made the prediction for the tour championship that Victor Hovland was going to win. And I said oh, yeah, yeah. it okay, so it. certainly. But they asked, they like, do you ever expect there to be leagues? Like yeah. when – the when basketball when professional basketball merged and so forth um, and would there be kind of a live golf side to it like in terms of like the NL versus AL in baseball right I'm like absolutely not no no chance whatsoever Um, and especially with their schedule I mean that schedule is absolutely brutal but the other one he did ask me was if the players would end up coming back onto the PGA tour. Obviously we've heard from Jay Monahan and in regards to how players are going to potentially have the option to come back onto the PGA tour. Once this merger goes through and everything. Um, And that being said, there would be fines and so forth to pay. But the question I have for you, if live golf ends up facing fines for the players to come back onto the PGA tour, does Saudi Arabia pay those fines for those guys?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think, I think they, it's a PR move, yeah, right? Yeah, I think it would. But it, but here's the deal: they've unless you're a major, unless you're a major winner or something like that on that tour, you're not going to have any status, right? They're also talking about these guys having to do it the hard way and come back up. They're not just going to grant them stat, say you can come back and play next year. I mean, a guy like Dustin, who's whatever last major he won or Ryder Cup he played in, that carries you know. Life, well, he's off the Lifetime Money List, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there's avenues that those guys, obviously Brooks wouldn't have a problem. But you're really only talking about less than 10 guys that would would want to come back. I mean, Westwood. Holter, the European guys, uh, I think, Madden would go, go back curious. onto the DP
0: P World None Tour. None those huh?
1: guys are, are even competitive. I mean, they're good. You know, they wouldn't even really be competitive. Yeah, but I could see over. them
0: going back to DP World Tour.
1: Yeah, mate. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, maybe, but they're not just going to let anybody just come back and go. Okay, you can come back, pay this fine. Saudi takes care of it. You're going to be fine. You can tee it up in Sony or whatever. No, they're going to have to go through qualifying or something like that. Guaranteed, they're going to have to earn their way back. There's no, there's, there's not going to be a golden. Another that's opinion of mine, but there's not going to be, you know, Willy Wonk out there opening the gate and rolling out the carpet. No golden just, tickets, Bob. Cartwheels. Uh there's not gonna be any golden tickets, bro. There won't be any golden tickets and there might be just, for Brooks Koepka and DJ though and Taylor yeah, Gooch. It doesn't matter. The golf world, there's there's players coming there who are gonna replace those guys. I worked for one of them.
0: SH Kim, folks, is the real yeah. deal. I think that is the biggest yeah. takeaway. So I do wanna say okay. Thank you, Bobby, for your time tonight. Um, Swannies, thank you so much for your sponsorship. Remember, folks, the listeners that have actually made it to this point in the podcast, because, yeah, (laughs) we we did a little bit of a marathon tonight, but that's okay. Um, Go to swannies.co, grab yourself some gear. Pole Hook Golf 25 gets you 25% off your entire order. So thanks and shout-out to Swanee's Golf for sponsoring this episode because guess what? It also made sure that there's no commercials other than our yep. commercials for Swanee's. So that's pretty cool. Otherwise, you end up getting a bunch of the podcast stuff. You get the YouTube stuff. So um, great stuff out of Swanee's. man. Tonight's episode, Bobby, I can't wait. You may be pumped up for next week really? with our Ryder Cup show. Yeah. And again, guys, that is going to be live. So unless you want the edited version the next day, you better make sure that you are on the live broadcast for that episode because we're going to be some storytellers coming uh-huh. into next week's episode what and i'm going to be certain- just like all of you i'm going to be sitting back listening to some of bobby's yeah. stories and yeah, i'm going to try a- very I'll hard give little- to give I'll him give some little questions
1: what do certain what do certain players do in the bathroom after the rider cup is over rip rails <laughs> Am
0: I wrong? Oh, oh. <laughs> All right folks, so you might hear Our, some no. of that not next week's show. It's I hilarious. think Bobby's already reconsidering what he's about yeah. to share. He um, worked at it. Yeah, you definitely want to be on the live broadcast for next week's, which will be at 10 p.m. Eastern. It'll be 7 p.m. Pacific time. And again, that's going to be on millions.co. We are going to start putting more content out on millions.co as well. Um, But that being said, that's it for tonight. Bobby, I greatly appreciate yeah, you man. being
1: here once again. And, uh, Solheim yeah. Cup, Corn Fairy Tour, and live. That's what we got. There you go. Thank
0: you for tuning in to Season 2 of the Pull Hook Golf Podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe and go to www.pullhookgolf.com for more information.